Beauty is truth, truth beauty. That is all you need to know on earth and all you need to know. I think that's a very, a very, very profound quote, to be honest. I, I have to admit, like, I think there's something about the nature of beauty, which is just so important. And that reminds me of something Dostoevsky wrote, which is beauty will save the world. And perhaps the beauty in both situations are a bit different, but I'd like to just hear your thoughts about, like, what do you think uh, Keats is trying to say here? I, I think I, I've been thinking more and more. And, uh, you, you know, because recently I've been listening to a lot of classical music. You know, I haven't been re really listening to music for like the past year. Because every time I listen to music, I can't concentrate on other things because I'm like drawn to the beauty of music. I'm like, yeah. fuck, I'm, waste I'm wasting my time. So I'm like, okay, you know, I, I, I just, yeah. You know when you, yeah. you listen to classical music and then you have the temptation to start conducting and then swaying yeah, and, yeah, then, yeah. and then, yeah, exactly, right? Like, like I was trying to like, my mom, my mom was like, oh, what music do you listen to? I was like, oh, I listen to uh, some like classical music. And she's like, no, oh, that's very good. It's good for studying. I'm like, no, it isn't. Like literally you're like immersed in the music so much. Like to, at some degree, sometimes lyrics, songs and lyrics are even less distracting than like listening to like, uh, who is it, Wagner or someone like that. Yeah, so so I, I think it's sometimes I can't take I talk, I can't take beautiful music just because <laughs> it's because it's too distracting. It's Indeed. it's too and I think this brings out some part of music. It's or some part of beauty. It's that beauty is is actively something that is beautiful actively captures the imagination. It it draws you over to it. And I think this might have something to do with truth in a sense that what you find beautiful is some some truth about yourself or about you as a person and it is from immersing yourself into beauty that you 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 come to understand yourself through, through what is beautiful outside you what you find beautiful i think that's just something so interesting i completely agree with you it's like beauty is in some degree you could make almost make the case that beauty to humans the aesthetic nature of humans is perhaps even more important than humans ability to seek the truth or it it is of its own class, perhaps. It's the other kind of, the other category, which is beyond us in, in some greater way. Yeah, because, because actually Plato, uh, the early Plato, thought that the highest form is the form of the beautiful. And it was mm -hmm. later on, I think after the execution of Socrates, and he got into political philosophy, that, that he's changed the form of the beautiful into the form of the good. But we, we can almost say that Western philosophy begun with the problem of beauty and it is i think it is through the beautiful or the, the beautiful is necessarily something that is slightly perplexing something that we haven't really made sense of yet and it, it is this wonder towards what is beautiful outside of uh, outside of us that i think provokes thinking and, and that's a very interesting thing and i think like we could push it more especially your discussion about plato was very interesting to me because because when you said, well, Plato started off with beauty and then went to the good, perhaps there's this idea that maybe, and of course this is not to say interpreting Plato, but there's this idea that maybe the beauty is the good or there is something identical between beauty and the good. And when we realize that something is beautiful, when we're all struck by a, a beautiful painting, perhaps it's because we intrinsically also realize that it is good at the same time. Yeah, I, I think so. Or I think drawing on what we discussed last time, I think it is the beautiful that takes us into the realm of the ethical. I, mm -hmm. I've been reading a bit of Saad recently, and then his, he, he, he tries to find this kind of beauty in, in like very, very gory scenes, and just very, very obscene, very terrible sort of sexual violence. And then 
because I'm always thinking about this quote from Lacan that is, Assad is the truth of Kant. And Saad is the truth of Kant because Saad tries to pursue this kind of torturous violence to its end and find a kind of, I guess, unconditional beauty in it. And it is this unconditional striving towards something beautiful that makes the ethical. But, but I, I don't think it, you can necessarily equate beauty with the good because some people find, <laughs> find, find things, what, what some people find beautiful isn't necessarily very good. I, I completely agree with you that with that and especially and a good example of that might be the the rise of uh, young influencers on social media where people <laughs> like well where, where you see all these sips like uh, looking at them and like they like old men like looking at these young people and of course and of course they are very beautiful like I'm not going to say that these people are not beautiful like they are generally very beautiful but it's just it sometimes the it brings out something which is impure and, and perhaps impure is a better word than not good here because I think if it's if it's like a pure, it's a bit of a different situation though. But but of course, I think there is some there's some tending where where beauty is good, like intrinsically good, but has the great potential to derive great evil. Because I think that's what we see in the Iliad, right? You see you see uh, Paris first having the choice between Aphrodite, was it Aphrodite, Hera, and uh, Athena or something like that, and it chooses Aphrodite because yeah. Aphrodite is like beauty. And in lust, so he chooses that instead of the other two. And then after that, it leads the great beauty of Helen leads to a great war. So it's like beauty is beautiful and good in itself, but also when taken out of context, can lead to great harm and devastation on a on a man, magnificent level. But but at the same time, I incidentally, I I just read a poem by Sappho like a, a two days ago, which talked exactly about. This, this Paris-Helen situation. And Sappho would, was not lamenting or, or not saying that Helen did anything wrong. Instead, she, she's saying, well, Helen really did something that is truly ethical. I forgot the exact quote, but she said something like, well, it is, this is the power of love to, to sort of, to, to get away from anything, uh, irregardless of practical circumstances. And mm -hmm. this is something that we have to try for, even if there's all these, <laughs> even if like 10,000 people die. <laughs> yeah, I think that's very interesting. And I, I think that this is perhaps the remaining element of the myth within us. Like you can see that from the past till now, we've slowly been losing the, we've been losing the power or the importance of narrative or like the importance of a story. And, and it's, it's quite a sad thing because, you know, in the past you'll have the biblical stories in, in Greece, you'll have, Iliad or, or uh, Oedipus or all these other stories. We had significant influence on these stories and these tragic heroes to some degree. And, and, but then now we're slowly losing this understanding. And in some ways we might be losing that beauty and that moral guidance of the transcendent or understanding existentialism, which I think is very interesting. It's like all these stories are responses to existentialism or thrownness. And that's quite an interesting way to look at them. 